Hey friend, are you trying to plan a Disney World vacation, but you're not sure where to start? Do you wish you could head into your trip feeling prepared and confident with a plan that's right for your family and your budget? Hi, I'm Megan. At Dreamwish Plan, I help moms plan their dream Disney World vacation without the overwhelm. On this show, we'll walk through the Disney Park basics so you'll understand all the things that Disney World has to offer. We'll talk about vacation planning strategy, and I'll give you tips and hacks that will put you way ahead of the pack so you can maximize the fun and minimize the stress. So grab a cup of coffee and your favorite notebook and get ready to create a plan to make some magical Disney memories. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Dream Wish Plan podcast. In previous episodes, we've talked about the different resort options in the value category and in the moderate category. And today, we're going to be talking about the different resort options in the deluxe category. And even if you're thinking you're never going to stay at a deluxe resort, number one, you never know, so dream big. Number two, there are ways to make it more attainable than than you think. And I'll talk a little bit about that in this episode. And number three, you don't have to be staying at these resorts to be able to enjoy them. And we'll talk a little bit about that today as well. Let's start out by talking about some of the amenities that set the deluxe resorts apart from the rest. Deluxe resorts are going to offer standard rooms as well as suites, and they all have club level or concierge level amenities. I'm going to be doing a separate episode explaining club level and giving my opinion on whether or not it's worth it. But basically, club level is a category of rooms at a deluxe resort and Grandestino Tower at Coronado Springs that offers additional perks. For example, there's access to a lounge that offers food and drinks, including alcohol, throughout the day. The club level also includes a dedicated concierge. One other thing I'll say is that club level experience from resort to resort can vary a lot. In terms of what else you can expect from a deluxe resort, Each deluxe resort has at least one pool with a slide, and there are also quiet pools as well. Each has a fitness center, at least one quick service and table service dining option, as well as a lounge bar and a pool bar. All rooms at a deluxe resort are going to be accessed via interior hallways, so they're traditional hotels and do not have that same motel vibe as a value or a moderate resort would have. The rooms are also typically bigger than you would see at a value or a moderate. Guests at deluxe resorts get to take advantage of all the perks that the value and moderate resorts do, such as early theme park entry and booking individual lightning lanes starting at 7 a.m. You'll also now again have free parking at your resort, which is a recent change. They also have another big advantage, which is extended evening hours which gives deluxe guests exclusive access to select parks on select nights. Now, this isn't every night at every park like early morning entry is, but this is a great way to enjoy the parks with significantly lower crowds and wait times. And this can be a huge perk, especially if you're not early risers and don't want to be at the parks for early entry or rope drop. You'll definitely notice there's a difference in the atmosphere at a deluxe resort as well. The lobbies are big and elaborate, the grounds are beautiful, and they offer rooms with better views. The dining is a step above what you'll find at other resorts as well. And the location is better. The resorts are going to be closer to at least one park and offer multiple forms of transportation in most cases. Many are within walking distance to at least one park. 
So now that we've talked about what features set deluxe resorts apart, let's talk about the deluxe resorts you have to choose from. For the purposes of this episode, we're only going to be talking about the traditional deluxe resorts. I'll be doing a separate episode breaking down the DVC resorts and villas. There are eight traditional deluxe resorts at Walt Disney World. The Grand Floridian, the Contemporary, the Polynesian, Boardwalk Inn, Yacht Club, Beach Club, the Wilderness Lodge, and Animal Kingdom Lodge. The Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is technically also in the deluxe category, but this is a very different type of resort, and I'll do an episode all on its own about Galactic Star Cruiser. Let's start with the monorail resorts. There are three Magic Kingdom resorts that are connected on the monorail loop. They are the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, the Contemporary Resort, and the Polynesian Village Resort. The Grand Floridian is Disney's flagship hotel. It's also the most expensive. The vibe at the Grand Floridian is like an Oceanside Victorian resort. Everything here is beautiful and fancy and elaborate. There are several table service restaurants, great pools, and a beach area. One of the huge draws of this resort is how close it is to Magic Kingdom and the fact that you can jump on the monorail, take a boat, or walk. They also have Senses Spa, which is one of the highest rated in the area. In terms of ranking the deluxe resorts, Grand Floridian wouldn't be my top choice. I just don't really feel like the price is warranted. Don't get me wrong, it's a beautiful resort, but I just don't like it as much as the other two monorail resorts. I do like to stop and visit the Grand Floridian and visit the Grand Floridian Cafe or the Enchanted Rose, which is a Beauty and the Beast themed lounge. On to the next monorail resort, the Contemporary, which is one of the original resorts at Walt Disney World. And in my opinion, the coolest thing about this resort is that the monorail runs right through the hotel. Like the Grand Floridian, a huge draw for this resort is the close proximity to Magic Kingdom. And it has amazing fireworks views. The vibe here is more modern and sleek. And there are some rooms that have recently been themed after The Incredibles. One of my favorite things about the Contemporary is they have great dining, including the ever-popular character dining at Chef Mickey's. There's also California Grill, which is incredible and has a rooftop with fireworks views. And if you need yet another amazing dining choice, there's Steakhouse 71, which is also delicious. And I saved my favorite monorail resort for last, the Polynesian Village Resort. This resort is inspired by the South Pacific, and it's also one of the opening day resorts. The vibe here is tropical and beachy, and there are now rooms that are Moana-themed. As I've mentioned in other episodes, this is one of my favorite places to watch the Magic Kingdom fireworks. And some of my favorite restaurants are here as well. Ohana is a super popular restaurant with a character meal at breakfast. There's also Kona Cafe, which is one of my favorites. And I like that you can order off the menu versus having an all-you-care-to-enjoy meal. You can also visit Trader Sam's Grog Grotto, which is a really fun themed interactive lounge. So you really can't go wrong with any of these monorail resorts, but they are all pricey. Okay, moving on to my favorite group of deluxe resorts, the Boardwalk Area Resorts, located between Hollywood Studios and Epcot. I really like that these resorts are not only close to one park, but two. And of course, because I love Epcot. First up is the Boardwalk Inn, which is one of my favorites. Its theming is like a classic boardwalk beach town. The location is a huge draw of this resort. 
You're near a Skyliner station. You can walk or take a boat to Epcot and Hollywood Studios. The other big selling point here is the boardwalk itself, which has some good dining options like Trattoria Al Forno and Flying Fish. But especially with the lights at night, this is just a really pretty place to be. The next two resorts are really on the same property, the Beach Club and the Yacht Club. They both share Stormalong Bay, which is the main sand bottom pool with a shipwreck and a water slide. Since the resorts are so close together, you can really enjoy the amenities of either one. So the main difference is gonna be in the theming. Although they're both basically New England themed, uh, they're slightly different. And they're both super close to Epcot, which is a big plus in my book. The Beach Club is a little more geared toward families with younger kids, in my opinion, because it's a bit more relaxed and beachy. The main featured restaurant here is Cape May Cafe which in my opinion is one of the most underrated character meals. It's less expensive than many of the others, and it has some really solid and classic breakfast options, as well as the classic characters like Mickey and Minnie. Beach Club also has the super popular ice cream spot, Beaches and Cream. Now, I personally like the Yacht Club a little bit better. There's more of a nautical theme, and the decor feels a little bit more elegant to me. It also has some great dining, the Ale and Compass Restaurant and Ale and Compass Lounge, and the Yachtsman Steakhouse. Okay, on to our last two deluxe resorts, which I like to call the Lodges. Wilderness Lodge, which is a Magic Kingdom area resort that is not on the monorail, and Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is, of course, an Animal Kingdom area resort. Starting off with Wilderness Lodge, this is a beautiful resort and especially cozy feeling during Christmas time. The grounds are beautiful, and there's a rustic cabin vibe here, which is a stark contrast from a lot of Disney World. It's also typically one of the less expensive of the deluxe resorts. Part of that is the location. It's not as close and convenient as many of the other deluxe resorts. The resort is close to Magic Kingdom. You can get there by boat. There's also some great dining options here, including Whispering Canyon and Storybook Dining at Artist's Point, which is character dining with characters from Snow White. In my opinion, this is better than Be Our Guest and Cinderella's Royal Table, and not quite as competitive to book. The food here is really good. Uh, and last but not least, we have Animal Kingdom Lodge. This is a favorite for a lot of people. The main draw here is that you can actually see animals roaming around. It almost feels like an extension of Animal Kingdom itself. You feel like you're on the savanna. Now, like Wilderness Lodge, this is on the lower end of the price spectrum of the deluxe resorts. And the big reason for that is the location. While it's close to Animal Kingdom, you still have to take the bus. It's basically bus transportation to each park, and it's not really close to any of the other theme parks besides Animal Kingdom. It's an absolutely beautiful resort. And because you know I'm going to talk about it, it's got some great dining. But the type of food is not going to be for everyone. So if you have really picky members in your group, you may just want to double check the menus in advance. There's Boma, which has a really great breakfast buffet. Jiko is also really good. And my favorite is actually in Kadani Village, which is Sanaa. They have an amazing bread service that's worth the trip for that alone, in my opinion. So those are the options in the deluxe resort category. And now you know what sets them apart from the value and moderate resorts. 
but how can you make a deluxe resort more affordable if you want to be able to experience a stay there? Well, there are a couple options you can consider. And you can use one of these strategies or a combination of all of them. My first recommendation is to check your travel dates. There are definitely times of the year that are less expensive than others. So if you're flexible with your travel dates, check out a crowd calendar and check for some of the lower cost times because not only are they going to be less expensive, but they're gonna be less crowded too, so win-win. Also, you're gonna to wanna to check to see what promotions and discounts Disney is offering. Disney often has some great discounts, particularly in slower times, and you can save a lot of money that way. My next tip is what is called a split stay. This means staying at a less expensive resort for part of your trip, and then doing a few days at a deluxe resort. That helps to cut down on the total cost of your trip and still let you have that experience of a stay at a resort that wouldn't necessarily be in your budget for a full trip. One tip for split stays, I would recommend starting your trip at the less expensive resort and saving the deluxe resort for the last portion of your trip. It's a lot easier to make that tra transition to a deluxe than it is out of a deluxe. And my last tip is to plan a resort day or more than one especially if you're staying at a deluxe resort. If you're paying for all the extra amenities, you might as well allow for time to enjoy them. And you can save money on a park ticket for that day. So that's a breakdown of the traditional deluxe resorts. Like I said, I'm going to do a separate episode on DVC resorts and renting DVC points, because that's another big way you can save money staying at a deluxe resort. But I like to keep these episodes short and bite-sized. I hope this episode has been helpful. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, happy planning. If you enjoyed this episode, it would help me so much if you would take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes. And if you still feel stuck and want my help designing your dream vacation, click the link in the show notes to book a one-on-one -on -one planning call with me. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, happy planning.